You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hello, hello, hello. This is Aaron Harks with the Mistress of None. Thanks for tuning in again. I think I have finally figured out the audio, and I appreciate all of your patience leading up to that. Um, I pride myself on trying to figure things out, do a little YouTube university, but I have terrible ADD or ADHD or whatever the fuck it's called. And like, you know, I try to skip ahead to the part that I think I know, or I, or I pause it and be like, oh, okay, I got it now. And then I never go back, but I have figured it out. I think, I hope it sounds good. Maybe you guys haven't even noticed that it didn't sound great all the times, but you know, I've got a couple of people helping me out, making sure that it gets better. And I think I may have finally done it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just jinxing myself. So that was me knocking on some wood. All right. Oh, uh, I am talking about music today. Um, for those of you that haven't been listening, I'm sure I'm repeating myself here and there. I'm probably like a broken record, but I figure if I don't remember what I said, then maybe you won't either. But um, I know that some of you are already aware that I have taken a huge step in my career um, and stepped down from doing the solo acoustic cover shows that were an enormous part of my income for a very long time. And I stopped doing them because I really just started to hate them. I mean, some of them would go well and some of them just wouldn't. And um, so I'm making the shift back to doing more original music. I still love playing the covers with my band. That's because there's more people to absorb all the uh, idiocy, I guess, in the room. It's just, it's more fun. It's more lively. There was just something about just propping up in a corner and playing cover songs and being ignored and competing with TVs and cell phones and conversations I just I I grew tired of it there was a long time where it didn't bother me at all but it started to bother me and then it started to really bother me and then I just knew that I wasn't giving a very good performance because I was miserable and um, I'm not saying forever I mean I I left every single one of these places on really good terms and I'm sure that if I called them they would take me back for a show and there's still a few that I do here and there but every time I do them, man, I can't tell you, I really, I just don't like it. And I hope that this isn't offensive to the people that actually did come to listen to me and to support me because I do appreciate you. I appreciate the people that have supported me tirelessly and unconditionally throughout the years. I really, you, I hope you know that I'm not complaining about you, um, but I'm sure you have been there and have seen my frustrations and understand. So that being said, uh, you know, I'm always worried that I'm upsetting somebody and turning somebody off, but whatever, you can't please everybody all the time. I, uh, just really, I, I just, I hate it. I really, maybe, you know, I hate to admit that I'm like, you know, starved for attention, I guess, when it comes to stuff like that. But I don't think that that's, there's anything wrong with wanting people to give their attention to something that you've put your heart and soul into. 
um, when I'm playing other people's songs, not so much, but you know, yeah, ignore me all you want, but like the cell phones and people playing videos on their phones and just talking and like, especially when it's like a place where they could sit literally anywhere and they sit as close to you as they can and just like scream at one another. I filled in for somebody that, uh, missed that couldn't make their show at a place a couple of weeks ago. And the place was nearly empty. The bar was full. The restaurant was empty. There was a table in front of me. And these guys picked that table, ordered like eight baskets of wings and stood around it eating wings and screaming at one another. And I don't know what was worse. Like I don't like listening to or watching people eat. (laughs) It's not my favorite thing. Uh, these guys didn't have the best table manners in the world. That's for sure. But especially wings. Nobody ever wants to watch somebody eat fucking wings. Um, so yeah. So to me, I realized this week is that it's scary because it kind of feels like I'm quitting my day job all over again, which I quit my day job, my office job at Albany County, uh, 10 years ago this summer, excuse me. And it kind of feels like it, I, I didn't mean for it to be like right at the 10 year mark, but that is when I just kind of threw my hands up and said, I don't want to do these anymore. And I, you know, I honored some of my commitments and some of the places were fine to just take me off the calendar. I didn't leave anybody hanging. I didn't leave anybody on bad terms. I just couldn't do it anymore. And so the good news is I have found some new homes and some new places and I'm going to be doing more original stuff. And my big news this week is that I reached out to Cafe Lena about doing a songwriter night, like songs in the round, Um, similar to what they do like in Nashville where songwriters get up and they each take turns singing songs and they can tell stories about them. But it's it's a listening room. And that's what I'm trying to focus on now is playing more listening rooms. And luckily for me, there have been a few other people that have done these things successfully in the area. And I reached out to them uh, as a professional courtesy because I know that they didn't invent the idea, but I didn't want anybody to think that I was kind of like stealing their idea. And I'm like, we're going to be working together to make sure that we're not putting artists like, you know, back to back. Like I'm not going to take somebody like mine is going to be uh, the last Wednesday of every month. And there's another one that is, I believe, every other month in Glens Falls, hosted by the horrible Josh Morris. Um, I hate that his name comes up so often, but it just that's just what happens, I guess. He's no, I'm kidding. I He knows that I love him, but I also hate him. Um, but he hosts one up there. And um, I believe that that's a Thursday. I believe it's the last Thursday. It's every other month. But more notably is Song City, which is in Troy at the Rock. And that is the second Tuesday of every month. And I reached out to Scott and I said, you know, again, professional courtesy. I don't want it to seem like I'm doing this. I want to work with you, not against you. Um, And he was so supportive of it. He loved the idea. Um, He paid me the nicest compliment. He said that it's going to be great for me and great for Cafe Lena, which I mean, for those of you that don't know, Cafe Lena is an institution it is I wanted to play there for as long as I started playing but I never felt like I had something to bring them and last this past summer I got to play there for the first time my very own night um and it was one of the best nights of my life 
and to bring this back there and to have them receive it with open arms and to be working with them on marketing it and promoting it and bringing some of the best musicians from the capital region and beyond it it's, it floors me that I get I get to do this there so our first night is going to be Wednesday November 29th Cafe Lena 7 7 or 7.30, it'll be on my website. There will be tickets. I've got Reese Fulmer, Carolyn Shapiro, and Matt Griffin for the first round. They all work and or volunteer there. And so I thought it would be kind of fun to have, like, you know, the quote-unquote home team. Um, so our first show is going to be amazing. It's only $10. I mean, come on. Um, and I'm, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so excited that I get the opportunity to do this, but I want to be more involved in the original community. I was once, and then I kind of left. I sold out. I did covers. I made a ton of money, and now I'm back. And this is, to me, the best way to get involved and, and like support and be supported. And I love the, the musical, the the original music in the area is what has inspired me to get back into it and to be involved at this level is just really, it blows my mind. So uh, for this week, I am speaking with Scott Womer, uh, the founder of Song City. Uh, it's at The Ruck, uh, the second Tuesday of every month, and we had a really great discussion right upstairs in The Ruck. And I hope you enjoy the interview that we had. We'll be right back. This is Aaron Harks with The Mistress of None. You're listening to The Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hello, hello, hello. This is Aaron Harks with the Mistress of None podcast. My guest today is Scott Womer. Scott, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you uh, for meeting with me today. We are upstairs at the Ruck. Um, we're on the third floor. This is the the lounge for... Yeah. yeah, this is the artist lounge we use for Song City, place for people to kind of get together and uh, tune and warm up. And How appropriate that we chose this setting for this interview today um, because Scott is the founder of Song City, um, which is an amazing uh, thing that he's doing for local original songwriters. And um, Scott, tell us more about Song City, please. Uh, you are asking a, a huge question, <laughs> and I will try not to give a huge answer. Oh, I'll um, cut you off. But uh, ultimately, uh, the goal was to uh, kind of kind of two goals in particular. Uh, one was to for the audience um, to really encourage the audience to learn uh, more about what it means to be a songwriter and how broad that term really is. A lot of times, we automatically think that. Um, it's Jewel and that's nothing else or you know yeah. whoever is the, the songwriter that comes to mind when we think about a traditional singer-songwriter did you say Jewel as in like 90s Jewel, Jewel? absolutely as as a product of the 90s I was of course because I have crooked teeth and a guitar was constantly <laughs> compared and blonde hair well you're like Jewel I'm like I sound nothing like Jewel but exactly. okay 
Exactly. But that, to me, that's the epitome of just the singer-songwriter. How funny that that was your go-to. I love Uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Go on. Um, Where in reality, you know, songwriters are everything from um, jazz and avant-garde, you know, instrumental people to uh, pink-haired rock girls and hip-hop people. Hip-hop artists are probably our our greatest songwriters right now, to be honest. Um, So really trying to educate the audience as to kind of expanding and broadening their term of, of songwriters. And then also to give uh, a little bit more uh, credence to the songwriters themselves yeah. for them to really feel uh, that they're respected for who they are and what genre they are and where they're at. Well, as a songwriter, obviously, I can, re- I can respect that. Um, I appreciate that, too. Uh, I have definitely been very open in the past couple of months about how I've made a shift to get back into the original music. And so I reached out to people, folks like yourself and people that have already been supporting. I think that the the music scene in Albany and uh, surrounding areas in the Capital District is just so vibrant. And it's really inspired me to get back to the writing, even though playing covers in bars has been a wonderful resource for me financially. I feel like kind of like I'm quitting my day job all over again because I really want to focus on the original music. And so I'm obviously grateful for these settings. And um, how long have you been doing? This is your second year, right? This is second year. Actually, this November, this next show that's coming up in a couple weeks will be the official one year anniversary. We started last year in November for season one, went through June took July and August off and just started um, season two in September. So what is the date of the anniversary show? Um, the date is is the 14th of November. Okay. And who's on that? Um, <laughs> there's, I mean, I know Jacob Shipley is, is doing it mm-hmm. and that's, that's going to be great. I know that Josh Coletto from Brule County Bad Boys is doing it. And that obviously is great. Pink Noise is doing it. He was actually supposed to do it uh, last March, and it got snowed out. So he's coming in and doing it. And Jewel, yes, Jewel is doing Jewel it. Jewel is coming. Yes, That's big announcement amazing. right now. That's so uh, great. No, you are doing it. I'm doing you it. You are doing it. See how I I'm just so tricked happy. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm absolutely honored to be a part of it in in any in any regard, but to be a part of. A symbolic date of like your your anniversary of this yeah. that's awesome i'm i'm so excited um i mean i i've never pretended that i don't completely crave attention but doing this style of the the listening room style and i've gotten to do a few of those in the last year and that's really what drove me to want to get back into it um, because once you've had that happen, it's really hard to settle for playing over people's conversations mm-hmm. and with TVs on and to the backs of heads and to cell phone screens. And I don't think that that makes me terribly needy. I feel like that's actually a fairly normal thing to want people to pay attention to your art that you're Absolutely. creating. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful for, you know, outlets like this. And um, you're you're an artist yourself. Yes, I am. Yeah. Grew up in a musical family and uh, did did music really my entire life. Lived um, a few years in Nashville trying to kind of uh, learn a little bit more about the music industry and uh, came back here. Uh, grew up in a churchy family and did a lot of music in, in the churches that I grew up in and 
um, which which taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about working with a community of people, and um, uh, you know, church things can go both good and bad. Sure. But I I really will give a lot of credence to my experience in that to learn what does it mean to really invest into a community mm -hmm. and I really think that a lot of what I'm doing now completely comes out of uh, really a heart for how can we help people grow how can we help people have experiences how can we help bring people together and and progress you know as a community I love so. that and I definitely like I feel like you are very community driven and very immersed uh, in like a Troy, I love Troy. Troy has this like resurgence every so often where there's like, you know, just the restaurants get a little bit better and you know, like there's just more like arts and stuff and it happens every so often. I lived in Troy probably like, you know, 20 years ago and, um, it, w it wasn't like that then. I'll just put it that way. You, you probably know? only had one taco place. There was only one. I don't even, I hadn't even had a taco at that so point. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, again, it was more of like, you know, there was more of a band scene, some like harder than, than the original music kind of thing. There weren't very many places to do stuff like that. But now it, it, there's, Troy's got like a softer side now. And I mean mm -hmm. that in the best way possible. And like, you know, there, it's a little more artistic and there's, uh, I don't know it's been like classed up a little bit for just no offense to old Troy like I mean I love dirty old Troy too but it's nice that there's a little bit of both now and um so but you're you're pulling artists from all over the place yeah yeah we're, we're trying to keep it as local as possible um but there are certainly plenty of artists um that we've had um that that are from this area and and kind of grew up in this music scene mm -hmm. and have since moved to maybe the city or someplace like that and you know we bring them back yeah you know, to certainly be part of it but but we're trying to really as much as possible um yeah invest uh, into absolutely. our people yeah you know now you said you lived in nashville for a while that had to have inspired what you have put together here uh it did it did um you know nashville can be an incredibly uh uh humbling place mm -hmm. you know um because we all think that we came from some big music scene and we were at the top of that music scene even if it's albany you know or wherever sure and uh then you go to a place like that and it's filled with a thousand people that do exactly what you do except a lot better mm -hmm. you know and you can't get opportunities anywhere and so it's always kind of a humbling time to kind of take a few steps back and really just try to learn from those people you know um but then in uh in coming back to this area, um, there really was a feeling of, of wanting to uh, not just be an artist, but try to kind of invest into the people that were that were around us. Yeah, you know, I went to I went to Nashville a few times, obviously, and uh, I remember the first time that I ever went. I don't know why, like it doesn't make sense to me now, but it made sense to me at the time. I brought my older guitar because I had just gotten a new guitar mm -hmm. and I I did not have to pay for that new guitar. I got it, somebody wanted me to have a better guitar. He worked for Takamini. He said, why don't you try this out and see if you like it, you should be playing a better guitar. And he was like completely on the up and up. He wasn't trying to like fuck me or anything like that. He just really wanted me to have a good guitar. But for some reason at the last minute I was like, no, I'm not gonna bring it to Nashville. I, I don't know, I didn't wanna feel like I was showing off or something. And so I brought my like old, I think, oh, I can't even remember what it was, a washburn with like a fucking hole in it, right? Yeah. And I get there and I was telling, 
I like made a few friends like right away and I was talking to this one guy and I said, you know, I go, I had just brought this and he goes, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. What's the matter with you? He goes, always bring the best guitar. And I was like, I don't know. But like I walked into what was like, uh, I went to the Commodore and they had just these four and the, the pedigree of these people that were just hopping up and playing a song like nothing. They're like, oh, this guy wrote songs for Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash. And I'm like, what? Right. What? And I'm like, here's what I wrote about somebody that hurt my feelings, you know? <laughs> and it was like, holy shit. Yes, humbled the second I got there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fortunately, I, I, I had had some friends that had moved down and had kind of come back with a little bit of their their tail between their legs saying mm -hmm. oh this wasn't what i so I, I think i went into it with you know the realization that like just soak in everything you can absolutely you know? and, th and that was and that was and that was amazing uh one of the big things that that i enjoyed being there was just kind of being around the songwriters as much as i could and um you know going to the bluebird i don't know if you've gone to the bluebird I cafe did. obviously uh a monumental place in in Nashville and um, and that was really the first time I saw the the songwriting circle type of uh, venue and uh, you know you would go in there and you it would just be all these people packed in with those artists in the center of the room and you didn't know any of them mm -hmm. the majority of the time they were all just you know 60 year old you know white men that were sitting in publishing houses all day yes. writing songs and at first, you just thought, who are these people? And then they'd start playing, and you'd be like, oh, that's that Faith Hill hit. Yeah. Oh, that's the, you And know, that's whoever. what I heard at the Commodore. That's what. Sure. Yeah, I was like, oh, I know that song. Right. Yeah, like. And then you're hearing the story from his point of view or her point of view about writing that song. And. Did you almost kind of prefer their versions? Yeah, I mean, they usually weren't amazing performers, yeah. right? Because that's not their thing. They're, they're amazing songwriters. But it was. What I didn't love about it, I mean, it was, it was very inspiring. And obviously, um, you know, people like Taylor Swift were, were discovered at the Bluebird by, by a, you know, a radio head that had come in there. Uh, Keith Urban was discovered at the Bluebird. I mean, all these amazing artists were when they were really just trying to make their living as songwriters at that point. But um, my only real difficulty was it all just sounded the same because yeah. it was it was all a similar genre because at that point especially nashville was strictly a, a, a country town now you know jack white and all these people kind of moved in and kind of shook that up a little yeah. bit which i'm glad for but um at that time it was it was really one genre so after a while i just thought boy this is these are great songs yeah but after what, what year after, was this if you don't mind me asking this would be late 90s okay. early 2000s um that i was there and uh yeah, it just got to a place where I was just like, this is amazing. There wasn't but enough like alternative kind of. No, yeah. it, was, it, was, I, it was all the same. Yeah, I went you know? in like 2012, 13. Okay. And it, it was still very much country, but there was a little a little variety to it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have any like delusions when I went down there. I didn't think like this was going to be it. Like, you know, I would never come home. I just went for a week. I stayed with a friend. Um, I recorded a song with a friend of mine that I moved to Murfreesboro. Yeah. And um, played a couple of things and met some really great people that I still talk to. Um, but what was funny was I played an open mic at the Bluebird because, mm -hmm. like, I was like, I have to do that. Like, I, I have to. I'm here. There was no guarantee that you would get on. You signed up and you just sat there and hoped. Mm 
and I got called up and I was very excited and I played one of my songs that I know I just feel it in my heart that somebody could turn it into a country hit like if if given the opportunity and I played that one and sure enough I had a few people come up and like give me like business cards afterwards but then I was talking to like somebody that lives there and he was like mm not what you think right and I was like okay well I had a nice time time to head back you know and I've gone on a couple other times and it's I I I really like being like a bigger fish in a small pond I I enjoy living up here I enjoy what I get to do for a living and um, on my terms and stuff and I know some people think that might sound complacent but I I can go down and play there if I want but like at this point I'm not looking to to make it I just I, I like doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. The the you know I think there are communities of musicians in Nashville, but they tend to be people that are at similar levels in their progress. You know what I mean? Um, uh, a friend of mine, Patrick Sharo, who's Schenectady guy, played uh, the season one finale. Uh, moved down to Nashville about seven years ago, I think now. And he's got this great community of writers and performers that are all kind of in the same place. Yeah. And they, they, they go to each other's shows and they support each other. They play for each other and that kind of thing. So I think it's it's the level that you're at that kind of has a little bit of a community, sure. you know? I think for me, and I've had this similar issue with like comedy, like having started comedy about 10 years ago, I haven't been able to actively pursue it the way I pursued music at first because it directly conflicts with my day job, which is now music. And so there's a whole thing about starting over uh, that I'm not interested in doing. <laughs> I've already slept on an air mattress. I've already lived with too many people in an apartment. I've already done that. Like I, I have a good life. <laughs> like I live right, right. pretty decently. And it's like, you know, my, like the people that I know that are comics in the city. And I mean, I really felt for them during the pandemic. I was like, holy mm. shit, that air mattress must be getting stanky. But it was like, you know, like eight people to like a studio or something like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't have that in me. I don't have it like in me to sleep on people's couches and stuff anymore. I'm too fucking old. Like, I'm just, I can write here. I can still do stuff here. Maybe it makes it a little bit out of the area, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with a thriving scene that we have here now, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, you know, we've got a few people um, that are part of our community here that are, that have moved to Nashville or in the process of, of probably doing that. And I, th I think that that's great. I think just to kind of be around other players and, uh, and, you know, push you, I think is, is amazing. I absolutely. think that they'll, they'll be better for it. So I think that's great. Yeah. You know? If I were 20 years younger, hundred percent, I would do that. Right. Right. That would make you 13. Oh, you're Four, sweet. 14. Oh, stop it. <laughs> if we cut out the years that I was blackout drunk, then yeah, I'm about 13 or okay. so. Right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those were the years that I should have been doing it. But, you know, God had other plans. I used air quotes for those of you that are only listening and not watching. <laughs> um, no, like, I mean, I, I can't like waste any time regretting that. It just makes me laugh now. And like now I'm like, you know what? I have a I have a really nice life and I'm I'm okay with it and when I hear that like somebody especially somebody local it's always bittersweet for me because I'm like they they are great they stand a chance but boy am I gonna fucking miss them yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and I think like that 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 slight boredom that I had at the bluebird was enough that it kind of returned to me when I started thinking about you know giving giving more opportunities to songwriters and just thinking I don't want to be sitting 
bored in something like that again. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be hearing things that I haven't heard before. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so amazing to sit downstairs on on the second Tuesday of the month at Song City and just you know hear you know someone amazing like like Josh. You know, I know Josh was recently on your show here. Hear him play and hear Ozzy play. Hear the Dust Bowl Fairies play the other the last month. Unbelievable. And all these different genres. And it really kind of expands, you know, what I was what I was originally thinking and feeling about songwriters. Yeah. I know that you brought up Josh. I was gonna that's who I was kinda thinking about when you were talking about people that moved to Nashville and I've threatened to Kathy Bates style break his legs so that he can't go and leave me. Um, but I was like, no, I'm not going to bring that up because I'm not going to talk about Josh Morris on every single one of my podcasts because <laughs> I hate Josh Morris. Um, no, but it, I I love how I've, I've watched the, the setups that you've had, the lineups that you've had for each week, and I love how eclectic it is without, like, because sometimes I, I played a show recently that I think they were going for an eclectic thing, but I think it was just too, too broad. So it was hard to collect everybody's uh, separate fans. It was like, well, I know you, but who the fuck are these other two? You know? Right, uh, right. But in this instance, because it's like for, for our month, we've got country, we've got R&B. Yep. Yep. I think I was listed as what, jazz? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've since edited you. Okay, good, good, because I'm not bringing yes, jazz. We've made you a bluesy rock girl now. Thank you. Yes. I saw it, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, what, what were you planning on? <laughs> um, whose fault was that? Let's oh, we're, yeah, we won't. Oh, come on, we, let's call him out. Let's no. spill the tea. No, no. We'll have him on no. next. No, no. I, I think he's great. <laughs> I want to sing with him. Um, but, I mean, I love that there are just, like, so many different genres represented, but it's also like, you know, you may know this person from doing this with a full band or doing this with backing tracks or doing this, you know, you've only heard studio stuff. Like here's the broken stripped down version. And every video I've seen, like I said, I've just been like, I want to be there. I want to play there. Like just people are fucking listening. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I often feel like, um, although I'm not a good cook, I, I often feel like there's kind of a chef aspect to it, you yeah. know, where you, where you're not, you don't want all the same thing cause that's a boring meal, but you can't just randomly throw no. things at it either. That becomes a, just a, a terrible meal, you know, um, it, there really is kind of a curating of what do I picture coming out of one artist into another artist and what's even the right order yeah. of those artists, just like a meal. I think it's know? great. I think you are, you are a chef, you're a musical chef. Shorty work work. What? Uh, Swedish chef. Oh, Muppets. <laughs> oh I love the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't commit to it, so no, I didn't pick up on uh, it right I away. Didn't but, wanna, but, you know. No, I appreciate it though. <laughs> now you don't just do Song City. You have something here every Tuesday, is that correct? Uh, we ha- so two so two Tuesdays a month. Two so Tuesdays. uh the second Tuesday of the month is Song City. Fourth Tuesday of the month is the open floor. Okay. Uh that began as uh, an open mic that was really what that was was meant to be um, and it just has kind of slif- shifted over time I, I don't have any problem with open mic um, what I don't love about them is that there's no community aspect mm-hmm. to it that that you know I know it for myself I would show up at an open mic I would sign my name sit around for a little while then I go up and play my song yeah then I'll pack up my guitar and I go yeah to another open mic or I go home. You know, it was my it was my little moment. 
you know. Open mic makes me like, whenever I hear the word. I, I appreciate th- that you're being diplomatic, but they can be really fucking painful. Yeah, I just, you do need that moment. For a lot of people, they need that moment to just get up the nerve and go up and play. And it's almost helpful that no one is really listening and no one really cares. Sure. But once you've done it a few times, you, you want people to listen, you want to care, and you want to listen to what they're doing, you know? Um, so when, after, you know, after really considering what the open floor was going to be, I really felt like, again, it's going to come back to community. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's going to be the, the word that all of this keeps coming back to. And, um, and this has really grown to a place where, you know, we're, we're downstairs just in the same, on the second floor where Song City is, um, but not in the round. We've got, we've got actually three chairs, three mics, three direct boxes up front. So when you sign up, you, you don't actually go up by yourself. You go up in threes. Okay. Um, sometimes you know those three. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes people are meeting for the first time as they're up there. It also kind of cuts down on a lot of the um, – you know, there's a lot of downtime yeah. with open mics because everybody has to tune and plug in and do their monitor and da, 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 and then they sit down. This way, it's just three people go up. They all tune. They all get settled. And then and, and it's great for people that, that have not done it a lot. That's smart. You yeah. know, to be up there with other people, it's, it's a, again, a sense of, of just belonging and being with other people. And um, so the way we do it is the first half of the program, um, you, you sign up in, in one of these – groups of three you go up can play any original song um, there's no covers it's all just original songs but it can, it can be an old one it doesn't matter uh, and then the second half of the night you can sign up again for what we call the song challenge and the song challenge um, is that on the first day of every month I post on the song city Instagram page I'll, I'll post a phrase and then you've got from that first day of the month until the fourth Tuesday when we meet to write a song using that phrase. So the second half of the night is, you know, 20 artists getting up and playing the song they wrote using that phrase. And it's just so incredibly interesting to That's hear awesome. all the different ways that we can turn a phrase. Yeah. You know. Oddly enough, I'm still very new to it. That's also called prompts for those of you yes. that don't know. Um, I went, I'm very new to that. It never really occurred to me. I, I don't know. I never heard it. I ignored it. I don't know what the process was, but I went to uh, this retreat called Frets and Refrains mm-hmm. uh, with Richard Thompson and a whole wow, yeah. bunch of other performers. And I took a, a class with Jill Sobiel, mm. and she her class every day was just a prompt. And you got there and you sat down and she just said like a word or a phrase, and we all just started writing. And she would stop us in twenty minutes and. You would either just read it as a poem or if you wanted to try and put it to music, you could. But like I I can't believe it's such a simple. There were so many simple things throughout that retreat that it made me feel stupid that I had never considered before because I was like, wow, like this is prompting so much creativity and so much writing out of me. And it's such a simple concept. Like Richard himself, I told him I've had a hard time writing since I got sober and since I got in a good, healthy relationship. I was like, I'm too fucking happy. I don't know <laughs> what to write. And he goes, well, you can write about the old stuff. I'm like, I don't want to write about the old stuff. I don't want to go back there. And he just looked at me and goes, you don't have to write about yourself. And I was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I wrote a song like that day about something that never happened to me. And it's such a good song. Right, right. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this past month was a, a little bit of a darker month. The, the, the phrase that they had to write with was the phrase, funeral parking only. 
and I have to say it was kind of a dark night, but uh, but it was pretty impressive how some some of them really turned it around. All right, there there were some real optimistic songs in there, but uh, so I've lightened it up this month. Well, yeah, and, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, I could make that into a joke, but that's because you know dark humor is kind of my thing. But um, right, right. Well, that's great, and I hope that um, like any aspiring musicians and singer songwriters really take you up on that um open floor and then eventually move to song city um because it's a wonderful thing and i'm i'm so excited to be a part of it our show is coming up uh this tuesday yep next tuesday the 14th well this yep. will air this, yes right, yeah. right right sorry yes it's, we're pretending that yes, we're recording this sorry, when it, we no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> my last interview was all over the place. I was like, where are you tonight? Wait, no, but no. So November 14th. Yep. Um, by the time you hear this, it may be sold out. Very possibly. Very Most possibly. But if it's not, you can check out. I have the ticket link right up on my website. If you want to find out more about Song City, you can go to. Yep. Songcitytroy.com. Songcitytroy.com. Um, do you prefer people to uh, reach out to directly or through Song City, or do you care? Just follow Song City on Instagram. Song City on Instagram. Yep, Song City Troy on Instagram is, is definitely the easiest way to find out any of this information or to DM uh, me about things. We do have a spot on the website under the four artists category where if you're interested in uh, playing at Song City that you can send us some information, that kind of thing. That's, so that's awesome. Well, um, Scott, this has been wonderful. And also, I did end up starting my own kind of songs in the round thing. I saw that. Um, I Lena jumped, Go Round. Lena Go Round. Love it. Which I said kind of tongue-in-cheek, but Sarah really loved it. And I was like, okay. And they ran with it. But I, I, I was so glad I reached out to you first. And I was like, I want to make sure. I mean, I'm, of course, I'm not stealing the concept. But I just wanted to make sure, like, a professional courtesy like, um, cause I know it's similar enough, but I'm just so excited. Like you've been very supportive of like the other things that I've posted. You're always sharing oh, them. Cool. And I love that. I appreciate that so much. And I hope we can, you know, like feed off one another and, and work together and get some great artists and just see how many more places can do stuff like this and not. Yeah. We're never going to have too many places for artists. to play. Exactly. So, I mean, Josh is doing. Uh, the thing up in Glens Falls Josh, that is amazing. Fucking and hate you're doing, Josh I know, Morris. here he comes up. Dude, are we keeping account? <laughs> I account? hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then yours, and and it's, um, the, there's a new thing happening at the studio here in Troy. They're doing this Luna series. Um, that The next one coming up is Reese and Connor Armbruster playing. I mean, it's just, there's so many great opportunities. Wait, now. Connor who? Connor Armbruster violinist oh oh yes okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, i was thinking yes. oberst oh and i was like what <laughs> yes bright eyes is playing that would be <laughs> in troy nobody knows about that that no it's that, not that's why i yes. i mean no offense to the the local connor but i was like wait what yes no that would be amazing that would be really yes. amazing yes um not that connor arborist connor arborist yes. is not amazing <laughs> yes. just to be clear i'm sure he's a much better violinist than, <laughs> i'm sure he connor is. but does he have bright eyes uh, you know um no but i i really i love this i really hope that all of this just snowballs into more opportunities uh for more one because i'm doing it now so fuck it y'all better get on board and get in line because this is what's happening <laughs> so 
but I'm glad that there was already like a, a landing pad and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you and thank you for finding the time and we're going to have so much fun on November 14th. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be, be great. Really yeah. So yeah. thank you so much. Um, is there anything else you want to share? Um, no, no. I think this really covers it all. All right. Yeah. And of course I'll yeah. like do everything like post tag, share, like, and everything. So you follow his stuff. Make sure you know all about the song city. And, um, this is Aaron Harks with mistress of none. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. That was Scott Wolmer uh, from Song City. You can find him all over the place. I'll be tagging this all over social media and stuff if you're not already following him um, online on Instagram and whatnot. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, but again, I, it was so great to talk to him. It was so great to not be met with resistance. Um, not that I have ever. I think that some people can get a little bit territorial and um, or maybe see me as a threat in some way. And or that's all in my head. That could be all in my head. That's a very big possibility. I always joke that like I just assume that everybody hates me until I hear otherwise. And I, I bet every other musician and or comedian listening to this right now and other people, not just performers, have bouts with that. Uh, but it's very real. <laughs> and it's always very nice to hear when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I mentioned that you were playing here. And they said that they love you. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, sometimes that's what you need. Uh, so it's so great to be working with the community and getting more involved. And uh, again, my show at Song City is going to be this Tuesday, the 14th. There are tickets on my website. I heard it's almost sold out, so I wouldn't wait to get those if I were you. And if you do miss out on that, then Wednesday, November 29th at Cafe Lena is going to be my first night. It's called Lena Go Round. I kind of laughed when I came up with the name and I thought that they would laugh at it, but they actually really loved it. And so we just went with it. And I think it's kind of cute. And I'm so excited. Like, really, again, I just have to say, I know I repeat myself a lot, but it's really an honor to be able to do something like that there. And I really want to see it go well and it will go well with your support. So if you are in the area, come on out and we're going to have a different lineup every month. I'll be there every month. I'll do a couple of songs, obviously, but I'll change it up. Um, also, I've been writing a lot. I wrote a new one just the other day. So I'll be bringing some new music to that too. Also, if you don't live in the area and you feel like supporting this endeavor of mine, I have a Patreon page where I am writing new music and posting usually like a new song every month. You could subscribe and support for as low as like $5 a month. Um, which like I appreciate there are people that signed up during the pandemic and I, I didn't deliver on as much as I would have, but now I'm making a commitment to get back into it. I invited everybody to like unsubscribe because of how poorly I was handling it. So I appreciate the hangers on and I appreciate, uh, the new people that want to, uh, come along and support. I really do appreciate it for those of you that love original music. Some of it's going to be great and some of it's going to be terrible and we're just going to take this, roller coaster together what do you say 
Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, go to my website, AaronHarks.com, to get tickets, sign up for things. I have another uh, big announcement next week, comedy-related. Please tune in for that. I'm very, very, very excited about that. Um, but this week is all about the music. So we'll see you at Song City in Troy at The Rock next Tuesday or at the end of the month at Cafe Lena. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies. I don't give a shit just because you don't like them doesn't mean they're good people. I like the number. So come back and keep telling your friends and we'll see you next week. I love you all. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>